Hey gang, welcome back to another edition of Arkham's Kids, and hope everyone had a good turkey week. At the time of this recording, it is the 1st of December, and I'm in Cleveland, and we're getting a ton of snow, so what better way is to go through the In Too Deep player cards, which I got my hot little hand. Let's go ahead and get to it right now. Oh, we're going to start with Guardians. Guardians has three new cards, so let's take a look at the first one. First one is the Riot Whistle. It's a two-cost asset. You can pitch this for one willpower. It's an accessory slot, item, tool. You may take an additional action during your turn, which can only be used to engage. If you blow that thing one more time, I'm going to make you eat it. Well, considering I'm mostly a solo player, this does not help me at all in the slightest. So, uh, good multiplayer card. And uh, probably very especially good for for the Guardian's main Guardian class. I wouldn't splash this necessarily unless you, you're probably doing Rogue or something like that. Where you have a lot of weapons, but honestly, it's going to be your tank Guardians that are going to want to call the enemies over. To get some cool trick or pull, you know, pulling some clues off or anything to that vein. So, um, yeah, that's really all I got to say about that. This is what's pretty direct and sweet. So, um, again, I'm probably not going to play this. I'm playing at least the three or four player game. And if it's the scenario is heavily, you know, based on uh, a lot of enemies. So, uh, it's a zero-cost XP card, so, I mean, you can't start it, but I wouldn't understand why. I mean, because I would probably use, like, other cards, too, like on the hunt, if you're looking to fish out um, enemies right off the rip. So, maybe this will be a mid-level gaming card, but then you're paying one XP. So, uh, the more I'm talking about this, the more I'm not very excited on it, other than... Just the Guardians wanting to call the enemies over and doesn't take an action. And they're not using marksmanship or shooting at them or anything like that. So, yep. All right, next one. This is Righteous Hunt. It is a one-cost asset, or not asset, event. Cost one XP to put in your deck. You can pitch this for plus one strength and plus one to agility. It is tactic and blessed. Ooh, so blessed. Father Mateo could possibly use this it's engage wow we're getting an engage card okay choose an enemy up to two locations away move one location at a time to that enemy's location engage it and add blessing tokens to the cash bag equal to that enemy's whore value hmm well definitely a good way of actually helping you move it feels like a shortcut with uh the, uh, the hinge that, one, you have to engage an enemy that has to be, well, it says up to two locations away. Um, and it's another way of getting some blessing tokens into the bag. And that's also dependent, too. I mean, honestly, you're not going to use these for, like, cultists or anything like that. I mean, yeah, you might have to, though, if you you want to move, if you want to position yourself. So, um, yeah, but you really want to maximize this for the, uh, the bless tokens for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I, it's okay. I mean, we don't have too many of these engage cards, and it seems to be all about Guardians right now, about engaging stuff, at least in this pack. So it's kind of refreshing, but I mean, for, for the cost of what it does, I think I think it's great. I mean, for what it is. I mean, it's just 
a shortcut with uh, the, the engage option hinged onto it with maybe a splash of the blessing tokens. Okay. Moving on. All right. So from what I understand, there's these covenant cards. And they're like tomes or scrolls or something to that effect. And you're only allowed to have one. So you only get one of these. Um, the first one for the covenants is, uh, for guardian, is sacred covenant. It is obviously covenant. It is blessed. Two cost assets. It is permanent. So, all right, that's pretty sweet. It stays in play. You can only limit one covenant per deck. So, that's it. Just one. And you can't bleed into other ones. Just that you just get one, and you're happy with that one. It's got the react after an investigator at any location has performed the reveal chaos token step of a skill test. Exhaust it. Return any number of those blessing tokens revealed during this test to the chaos bag, ignoring their modifiers for this test. Okay, so first I wasn't like reading this. I'm like, okay, but then I understand why. So if you have a person that's already got draw like, I'd say two blessing tokens and was already a plus three and then drew a minus one, honestly, you, you don't want to waste those blessing tokens. You want to put them back into the bag. So uh, just to keep it fresh for those, for any of those uh, other tests. So I do like this card. I mean, honestly, you have to be reliant on those that are playing Blessings. Um, the, or not Blessings, but the Bless tokens that are in the bag. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's really good. And on top of that, the fact, too, it's after an investigator at any location. So I was kind of wondering if this card was going to be hinged. And it's like, oh, it's got to be at that person's location, which means you, you, you have to be tethered to an investigator to do this. So... And this, on top of that, too, it could be good for solo. I mean, I mean, it could be yourself. So, uh, it's just a, one way of just preserving the blessing tokens. So, I dig this one. I mean, I do. You know, for for Guardians, I, I see why. And if it fits for sure. Although, this Covenant card here, it definitely doesn't feel like a Guardian thing to do. It's kind of weird. Guardians don't normally do something like that. You know, if I'm looking at this one, you're thinking of Survivor. Like, I'm thinking this is a red card through and through, for sure. Or, or if anything, maybe a Mystic card, but not a Guardian card. But All right, but that was it for Guardians. Let's move on to Seekers. Seekers also has three new cards. First one is Eldritch. Oh, I'm going to butcher this. Sophist? I'm going to say it's Sophist. All right, Eldritch Sophist. It's an ally. Now he's part of the Miskatonic. It is an ally. The ally is for one health and three sanity. In order to put this bad boy out, it is a four-cost asset. No XPs. You can pitch this for plus one willpower. Um, it uses... It has three secrets. And as a react, it can exhaust the Eldritch Sophist to move one secret or charge from an asset you control to another asset controlled by an investigator at your location. Um... Could be good for you. I mean, I, I see why it is for, because it's very pricey. Uh, charges, I'm automatically thinking Mystic. Uh, secrets, uh, you know, I really haven't played too much with the secrets of any of the secret cards in Seekers. Um, I just don't see uh, the fun in it. But then again, I'm playing solo too, so I already got enough things because i got to deal with board management and everything else. So multiplayer, I can, I can see where it is, especially if you're Mystic heavy. You can add more additional charges. So, I mean, that's great. You know, Shriveling can be around for a little bit longer. It, it, he's got a good, uh, he's got a good uh, mental, or uh, sanity soak, that's for sure. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I can see I can see the, the value of it. You know, like for Akashi or um, just to have more secrets and you know, your shrivelings. Uh, what's the other ones? Miss Relay and so on and so forth. But man, he is pricey at four. I mean, I'd rather I call you know Doctor Merlin Christopher you know Burger King. Um, yeah, I'd probably rather play that instead, even if he was mutated, you know, or, you know, what was I going to say? Uh, tabooed. So he's very pricey, but I, I understand why, because you're putting more stuff, more charges on particular spells. All right, next one, Stirring Up Trouble. It's Insight. Okay, so Joe Diamond. It's Cursed. All right, I'm thinking Calvin Wright. What do we got? It's a zero-cost asset, or, I'm sorry, event. It's one XP, and you can pitch this for plus one strength and plus one intelligence. Uh, as an additional cost to playing Stirring Up Trouble, you can add Cursed Tokens to the Chaos Bag equal to your location's shroud value. Discover two clues at your location. Oof. Wow. How do you feel about curse tokens? This is what that's all going to come down to. Because depending on the shroud location, I mean, it's an automatic guarantee that you're going to get two clues. And I can understand why this is cursed. Because this might be a good card for, you know, Calvin to play with. And honestly, I might play this with Calvin because this gives him, a, you know, just not having to deal with tests and stuff like that. Um... Yeah, for sure. I mean, and considering with Survivor, you can splash, you know, Drawing Thin, um, a couple of the other cards too, so you can just not worry about the uh, the Chaos Tokens and stuff like that, you know, because you can, that's one way of actually bleeding it out. Man, there's a lot of play with these Blessings and Curse Tokens, man. <laughs> Your bag is going to get fat by doing all this stuff. You have up to 20 additional tokens but it's just another way. I mean, I don't think, honestly, uh, Cluevers are going to have just an okay time just getting clues on their own with deduction or depending on what other, you know, investigator you're playing on the Seeker side. I'm really thinking this is more of a splashy card, you know, for um, those with a curse roll such as Calvin or Insight with uh, Joe Diamond. But even then, Joe Diamond's got all right. He's got a four... Got a four intelligence, so he can get clues on his own too. I really do think it's for anyone that can splash this card in, and it's cheap. It's just the one x one XP. All right, their covenant is called the Blasphemous Covenant. Again, it is permanent. It is a permanent asset, two XP to put it in. You limit one covenant per deck, and that's react when this investigator your location reveals uh, a curse token during a skill test exhaust blasphemous covenant treat that token's modifier as a plus one instead of its normal modifier after this test ends return that token to the bag wow make a minus two and we'll plus one that's not bad and i'm thinking if you're playing instant conspiracy i'm sure there's going to be quite a few curse tokens depending on the scenario even though we only have three right now so yeah i, I can see it I can see it gives you another plus one, at least a one-time shot anyways, per turn. Uh, I don't know. So I'm going to put that to the side and compare, see which covenant I like the best. So right now, if I was going to rank this, sacred right now. Sacred, then blasphemous. We'll see what the other two happens. All right. So we're going to go to Rogue. Rogue has three new cards as well. 
First one is breaking and entering. It's a trick. It's a two cost event, no XPs. Uh, you can pitch this for plus one intelligence and plus one agility. You can investigate and add your agility value to your skill value for this investigation. So it's kind of like lockpicks, okay? If you succeed by two or more, you may automatically evade an enemy at this location. And this action does not provoke attacks of opportunity. There it is. So that's where edges want. So the trade-off on the lockpicks is it's this one here. If you know you're going to knock it out of the park, you know, combining your intelligence and your agility value to it and getting two or more, you can invade an enemy completely, which is not too shabby. If you're careful, it's just entering. Man, so this artwork looks kind of dated, though. It might be from the Call of Cthulhu uh, CCG days for sure. Just looks a little dated. Yeah, it's just a one-shot, you know, to lockpick with the uh, able to evade. So I guess if, you're, if your deck is all about evading and not really getting into combat, this card is for you. Next one, ooh, skill, skeptic. And put one of these one in your deck. It costs you one XP. You can pitch it for one wild. It's practiced. During this skill test, treat the modifier of each blessing and each uh, curse token as a plus one instead of its normal modifier. All right, so it kind of levels out the playing field. So you don't get the plus twos for the blessings to make a plus ones, but really you're kind of gravitating towards those uh, curse tokens instead. Again, I think it's reliant on the bag. You're not going to start this off the rip. Um, it just depends on how many of the curse tokens are going to be in that bag to be worthwhile. I mean, you can pitch it for one skill check, but eh, I'm lukewarm on it. <laughs> because you don't want to turn your blessings into plus ones. You definitely want the plus twos. Eh, okay. What the heck is this dude? It's like a boot. Oh, it's just stepping in something. Like a relic or something like that. Hmm. Okay. All right. False Covenant. And again, just like the other ones, uh, it's a 2 XP asset permanent. can only have one. Uh, when an investigator at your location reveals a curse token during a skill test, exhaust it, cancel that chaos token, return it to the token pool. Reveal another token. All right. This one is a little bit better. So if I was going to gauge this out, all right. I still think Sacred Covenant is a little, a little bit better. So I'm going to put False Covenant in between the Blasphemous Covenant and Sacred Covenant. If I was going to rate this. Uh, yeah, it's because of the one, you're, you're kind of side-saddled at your location, and it's only good for the cursed tokens. But the cool thing about that one is that it does get to cancel it completely, and you put it back to the pool and not into the bag, and then you get to reveal another token. So... Pretty straightforward. So in the ranking, I would go Sacred, False, Blasphemous. Let's continue on to see what the other two are. We're going into Mystic. Mystic has... Oh, they got four new cards. Wow. Mystic's is the special one in this pack. Okay. Armageddon. Now, this card better sound sweet, man, for a name like this. It, it does take a spell slot. It is spell cursed. Four cost asset. You can pitch it four plus one strength. It has three charges on it. As an action, you can spend a charge, fight, and it uses willpower instead of uh, the strength, to deal, and it deals plus one damage. 
If a curse token is revealed during this attack, you may deal one damage to an enemy at your location or place a charge on Armageddon. Ooh. This is like a um, shriveling just for Insimuth. Because <laughs> you're going to want to pull out those uh, curse tokens from the bag to get that additional plus one enemy. Or, you know, get another charge on Armageddon. Yeah. I can see why. It is four, though. It is pricey for what it does. For sure. Because I think Shriveling is three. Um, yeah, this one's pretty straightforward as well. And again, it's all reliant on getting your curse tokens in a bag. Um, but it really is. They just mix it up, change it up a little bit. And it looks like uh, just Shriveling, just with uh, the, the Insimuth Splash to it. Next one. Oh, Lord, these cards are expensive. Wow. All right, Eye of Chaos. It's a five-cost asset. It does take up a spell slot. It is spell. It is cursed. No XPs. You can pitch this for plus one intelligence. Uh, it has three charges on it, and as an action, you can spend a charge. You can investigate. Oh, this is like, oh, like Armageddon. I'm, I'm going to call it just before reading this. Investigate using willpower instead of the... Intelligence. If you succeed, you discover one additional clue at this location. All right. If a curse token is revealed during this location, you may discover one clue at a connecting location or place a charge on the Eye of Chaos. But this thing is five. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Mystics, for this block, they're going to want to put curse tokens in the bag. I don't know how I feel about that. The bag is already punishing enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like Armageddon. Just just for cluing. But man, I mean... Uh, it's got ridiculous sight work, though. It's pretty neat. That's expensive. For what it does, I don't know if I would play this one. Because you have other options in play for Mystics right off the rip that do this. Um... I'd rather do six cents to tell you the truth for the cost. So, man, all right, none of these cards are overly wowing me. They're really not. So, again, these are just first impressions. So, all right, next one, Shroud of Shadows. It's got it's got Dexter Drake on here. So, three cost asset. You can pitch this for plus one agility. It does take a spell slot. It is spell. It is cursed. It has three charges on it, and this is Evade. It's going to be similar to, like, the other two. So, all right, so it uses willpower instead of the uh, agility for the Evade check. If you succeed and the Evade enemy is non-elite, you may move that enemy to a connecting location. If a curse token is revealed during this invasion attempt, you may move, a connecting, may move to a connecting location or place one charge on the Shroud of Shadows. So... This one's a little bit better than I would say the other three or the other two that I just reviewed. Um, the the only difference is it's like it's not gonna help you with the non elite. And top of that too, how often are you gonna be evading? Mystics usually don't. I mean, unless you're splashing with like seekers or something like that, where you want to evade and grab cl clues. Uh, man. I would say this is probably the one best of the three. And I would imagine, sure enough, that there'll be an XB card and they'll be able to, to evade any enemy, not just restricted to non-elite. So, all right, next one. 
oh man, I, it's another crazy word here. I'm going to try to pronounce paradoxical, paradoxical, paradoxical. I'm going to say paradoxical covenant. Again, it's a covenant blessed. Ooh, this one's cursed. It's blessed and cursed at the same time. All right, permanent again. Uh, one covenant per deck. As a react, after an investigator, your location performs a reveal token step of the skill test. If both uh, bless and a curse token revealed during that test, exhaust this. And then the test automatically succeeds. Man, this is like rolling the dice. <sighs> Man, you have to pull both at the same time for that skill test. Wait, how would I rate this? How would I rate this? I would definitely put... Well, it's going to be sacred. I would put false. And then paradoxical. That's what I would do. And then blasphemous at the end. Yep. Yep, that's what I would do. Because if it was just like one or the other, which I understand why... I mean, it would be awesome, but then that card would be broken. So you need both to have that test to automatically succeed. So, <laughs> oh man, these tokens. Okay. Two cards for survivors, and obviously the one is the Last Covenant, which I'll read. And, the, uh, and this one is the Mariner's Compass. It's a three-cost event. Uh, it takes one hand slot. Um, you can pitch it for plus one intelligence. It's a tool, an item. As an action, you can exhaust the compass to investigate. If you succeed and have no resources in your resource pool, discover one additional clue at your location. Hmm. Already thinking about Duke. Duke and Ashcan Pete. Because they like that stuff. They like being broke. And that sounds like something Ashcan Pete would actually carry. Alright, so you got a bonus. It's got to react during the investigation using the compass spend a resource. And you get plus one. Oh, this is like Fire Axe, but just for clues. That is awesome. That's exactly what it is. It mirrors Fire Axe. And Fire Axe does the same thing. It gives you plus one damage if you have no resources, but you can pitch up to three resources to get plus one fight. That's the exact same thing. Hmm, makes me wonder if they're going to have one for Evade. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. That's a cool card. I think this one is probably the, my favorite of the bunch so far. It's going to be the compass. I like it. I really do like it. Uh, if you're playing that bit where if you're doing Dark Horse, if that's even a thing anymore, I really don't play with Dark Horse. But usually with Ashcan, he's always scrounging them out for money anyways. So uh, I would actually consider that. All right, last one. It's the Agent Covenant. This is also a 2 XP asset. It is Covenant. It is blessed. It is permanent. You can only have one Covenant per deck. As a react, when an investigator location resolves a blessed token during the skill test, exhaust the covenant, do not reveal another token as part of this. Okay. Yep. I would put the ancient covenant as the best one of the bunch. Because mm, I've played a couple games, Arnie and Smith, uh, with a couple couple of the uh, scenarios, and I'm always like dumping blessing tokens into the bag. I would definitely be rocking the Ancient Covenant because just to get that plus two and don't reveal another token as part of the, the token effect is awesome. You could just stop. I mean, you lose it, but that's okay because usually this stops you from forcing to make another pool. 
Ancient is the best, I would say, by far. That is like my numero uno over the other ones, by a long shot. I would put Sacred Covenant at a distant two. I mean, Ancient Covenant is awesome. That will That is what I would pick, for sure. All right, those are all the cards. But I have a bonus. Wait a minute. There's more I have, if I can find it, from the books. Of Dark Revelations, I have Gloria Goldberg. She is an old, crotchety, bucket-hat-wearing writer. She has five willpower. She has four of the intelligence, two fighting, which I kind of get, and one evade. Oh, she's not going anywhere. Clairvoyant title. She has five health, uh, nine sanity. You can choose the investigator order during your mythos phase. That's cool. I like that. She's got like that, like, she got like that watered down version of uh, First Watch. She don't know what she's going to get, but let's see what her ability is. As a react, when you look at one or more cards from the encounter deck, look at one additional card and choose one anomaly card among some. Either discard it, put it on top of the encounter deck, or place it face down beneath Gloria Goldberg. Man, I would scry. It just. It, that's like automatic with her. And you would use scrying so you can actually look at the encounter deck so you can benefit from this. And I would always do a hard pull on scrying for sure on this. And her um, elder sign effect is plus one and you get to look at the top card of the encounter deck. She's not bad. I don't know if she's going to be great solo. But uh, yeah, I mean... She's always got that, you know, really, you know, tepid first watch guardian card built into her. And she gets to stow away uh, some cards. Like, I'm thinking like ancient evils. You know, stuff that will really hurt you in in the game. Uh, let's see. Her deck size is 30. She gets to choose a secondary class choice of guardian, seeker, or rogue. And if after you make that choice, mystic cards, everything's open to her. Uh, neutral cards, everything is open. And then you get the 10, up to 10, 0 to level 1 events and or skills of your chosen secondary class. Wow, okay. And so no assets. You just pick that stuff. Well, a Seeker would be an option. Man, I would think she would wreck shop if she actually had a Survivor. <laughs> Almost not there. Uh, deck building requirements. Now, these are the ones that's not been released yet. There's three copies of Psychic Sensitivity, three copies copies of Prophecy at the End. And then you get a random... Ooh, Prophecy at the End, you have to shovel in the encounter deck. Ugh. Okay, and one random basic weakness. But that's not what she gets. She gets two unique cards from the book. I haven't read the book. I did read the Dexter Drake book, so I'll stop there for a second. Um, it was okay. I mean, I liked it. Uh, short, and honestly, uh, out of all these novels, I really wish they can give you more um, story and background. It, it just feels like they just give you a teaser, and it drives you bonkers, because I did like Dexter Drake's story about, you know, trying to obtain a, an occulted book, and how he's kind of ravished with World War One, uh, um, not necessarily wounds and stuff like that, but he's always reflecting back towards that. Now he got to become a magician, and he got a he's got a secondhand helper, and he's just looking for you know books of the macabre to actually truly be a magician. So, um, it's just one snippet, and I think it could be a, a longer story. And 
I haven't read Glorious yet, so I'm going to get started on that shortly when I'm on Christmas break. And I'll let you know how that one is. But, uh, I mean, all in all, I mean, with the novellas, I mean, I wish there was more. And I know they did put out some more books. I think The Wrath and the Kai is one um, that's a longer um, in the Arkham universe with new characters. Um, but it's an, actually a full-fledged novel, so i got to pick one of those up. Because they're starting to come out, I think, quarterly, at least for that one. But they don't come with any of the uh, player cards and stuff like that. So I know... Fantasy Flight are still doing the novellas because obviously it's making cash. So, but yeah, bigger novels will come into play, and, and I do enjoy the reading them. So, but all right, sidetrack. We're going to go right back to uh, the unique card for Gloria. It is Ruth West McCott. Dark Revelations. Uh, three cost asset. She's an ally. Uh, two health, three sanity. Ally artist. Only goes with Gloria Goldberg. You can pitch her for one wild pip and two of intelligence. And it has got the replacement uh, bit on here as well. When an investigator fights, attempts to evade, or initiates a skill test on an encounter card, discard an encounter card that shares a trait with an encounter card beneath Gloria Goldberg. And then reduce the difficulty of the skill by two. Ooh. This is where I think you're going to have to definitely know your scenario on what traits are really relevant. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see it, but you really would have to know the scenarios for sure. And I think you can really min-max the, uh, the, to get the full ability, you know, on that because obviously Gloria is going to be digging and then putting stuff underneath her just to reduce the, the craziness. So, eh, I like it. I like it. But what's her weakness? It's got some crazy Biaki. I'm thinking they're Biakis. Just swinging, flying in the distance. Librum Omnum Finium. Weakness, the end times. Revelation, draw a non... Uh, draw a random non-weakness encounter card beneath Gloria Goldberg. That card gains peril. Its effects cannot be canceled. And you get minus two to all skills resolving its effect. If that card is an enemy, it immediately attacks oh me and immediately attacks you. <laughs> no card was drawn by this effect. Shuffle this card back in your deck. That's a pretty cool weakness. I mean, I don't think it's that debilitating, uh, unless you're you're squirreling away enemies. Then then yeah, it's gonna hurt. But uh, yeah, it definitely fits the theme on Gloria. So I'm like looking and what to build with Gloria. I mean, Guardian. Uh, I don't think so. I would definitely do Seeker. Yeah, I would definitely do Seeker for sure. Only because if I'm soloing her, it's just easier from the, the clue. Because um, she's going to have the firepower from spells and stuff like that from Mystic. Rogue. Uh, I think Rogue and Guardian probably would gravitate towards um, multiplayer for sure. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. I would definitely try Seeker first. And then see how it plays out. Yeah, but there is some cool tricks with Rogue. But again, you're kind of hindered between 0 and 1 for building. And it's only 10 cards. Which, it's nothing to sneeze at. It's third of your deck. Up to a third of your deck anyway. So, that will do it. And I know, I think next week, the new pack comes out for Arkham. I'll have that available as well. Uh, I'm still waiting for the other investigator packs to, to be in stock, and I'm not willing to spend 
40 plus dollars or whatever the scalper prices are because that's ridiculous i heard ffg has stated that that would be available again in another wave uh in february so i'll grab the other four which is fine i have tons of stuff to play with anyways and uh i don't want to overload it with just constantly reviewing pack after pack after pack after pack of uh just investigator cards so well that will do it for this round. Thanks for listening, guys and gals. And I will catch you in the next round. You can get a hold of me at arkhamskids at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And if I don't hear you or, you know, contact it, have a blessed, happy holiday. That may you have lots of, uh, you know, chocolates, candies, games, and stuff under your tree or whatever your holiday festive uh, uh, gatherings may be, be happy, be safe during COVID. I think we're at the end of this craziness. And uh, I will holler at you guys and gals later. Thanks for listening. Later.